Before we get started, just a reminder that you can listen to both of our weekly Monday and Wednesday episodes of the Tom and Hawk Football Show on Amazon Music and Alexa for free. Just ask Alexa to play the Tom and Hawk Football Show to listen directly through your Echo device. What's up, everybody? I'm Andrew Hawkins. And I'm Joe Thomas, and this is the minicast of the Tom and Hawk Football Show. One podcast, four crazy playoff games, and 10 minutes to talk about them. But come on, we got to get a little extra time, right, Joe? Well, let's get into it right now. Crazy weekend of football capped off by what I think may be the most exciting game I've ever seen. The Chiefs and the Buffalo Bills battled all the way into the very last play. There were 25 points scored in the last regulation two minutes of football play, but it ended when the Chiefs and Mahomes threw the go-ahead touchdown to Travis Kelsey in overtime. Joe, my question for you is, was that the craziest football game you've ever seen in your life? Yeah, not only was that the craziest football game I've ever seen, Hawk, but that was the craziest sporting event I've ever seen. And usually basketball games are a little bit more exciting down the stretch because the ball's going back and forth and going up and down the court. And it's two points here and three points there. But it was almost like basketball on grass watching what Mahomes and Josh Allen were able to do, especially down the stretch there. The number of points that were scored at the end of regulation in situations where you're going, oh, it's over now. And then all of a sudden Mahomes goes down the field and then Josh Allen goes down the field. I was really expecting that at any moment the scoreboard clock was just going to overheat because they were adding so many points so quickly. It was really difficult for anybody that was watching to comprehend what their brain was seeing. And this little rivalry between Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes is getting to be really, really fun because these two guys have a great argument as easily the best two quarterbacks in the NFL. I mean, they were flawless last night, man. Very rare does an NFL game live up to the billing and all the hoopla that it has around it. But Allen was just as good as Mahomes. Mahomes was just a little bit better, specifically the last 13 seconds to get down there and get a field goal. You know, it's funny. When I was a kid, my grandmother used to watch uh, soap operas, specifically Mm. Days of Our Lives. And as a kid, I couldn't understand why she would just keep putting herself to the, through the cycle. I'm like, it, the same thing is going to happen over and over, Grandma. You're wasting your time. Now, here I am at 35 years old, and I feel like as football fans, we do the same thing. We Jedi mind trick ourselves with the topics of, oh, Mahomes, he's not as good. Well, here we are. Four straight years, four straight AFC championships. He's taken the crown from Tom Brady for a reason that even going against someone as talented as Josh Allen, if you leave him the smallest amount of seconds left, he will make you pay. And it feels a lot like the Peyton Manning and Tom Brady years, except these guys are all under 26 and we got a lot of football to watch with them. Yeah. Legacies for quarterbacks are made in the playoffs. And just when everyone wanted to stick that fork in Patrick Mahomes and say, ah, He's not the same quarterback that he used to be. He's not as good as we thought he was going to be. He said, "Uh oh, no, 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 no. I'm going to learn how to play small ball during the regular season. Take what the defense gives me, and I'm saving my best stuff for the playoffs. That's exactly what we saw. It was an absolute treat to anybody that likes football. It doesn't matter who you're cheering for. But let's move on to the second craziest game of the weekend as the Rams gave up a ridiculous lead to Brady and the Bucks, and it looked like they were heading for overtime. But then... Matthew Stafford threw a 44-yard deep bomb up the middle of the field to Cooper Cup with less than a minute to play, and Matt kicked a game winner to send the Rams into the NFC Championship game. Hawk, I got to know, before we talk Rams, is this the end for Thomas Brady? 
I don't think it's the end for him, man. He's still too good. He's still one of the best quarterbacks in the National Football League. Literally no drop-off. He led the league in passing. He even threw for over 320 yards in this game. If he was going to retire, I think it would have been last year to go out on top. This is his cadence. He wins the Super Bowl. He loses a couple. He wins another. I think he knows next year. The odds are pretty good that he'll walk away with the Lombardi. Man, you and I have a lot more in common with Tom Brady than I expected uh, going into this podcast. But I think I think you're exactly right. One of the things that Brady supposedly said to Chris Collinsworth and Al Michaels during the week of preparation was that it's not as important for him to go out after winning a championship. And I think a lot of people took that as saying, oh, I think Tom Brady's going to retire now. And it had some of that feel during the broadcast and during the game because you saw the intensity, the extra level of intensity from Tom Brady getting that first 15-yard unsportsmanlike penalty of his entire career for yelling at the officials. But when I heard that comment, what I took away from that, knowing Tom Brady as well as I do, being that we're BFFs, is that Tom Brady is obsessed with the process. He's obsessed with the offseason and getting himself ready. He's obsessed with the practice. He's obsessed with taking care of his body. And that's the drug for him. It's not running through the tunnel on Sundays and getting that adrenaline boost and getting that paycheck two times a month. For him, it's about the process. And guys that are obsessed with the process are not going to walk away until they're dragged off the field. And to me, that's Tom Brady. He's not obsessed with chasing and walking away after winning a Super Bowl. He's going to play as long as he possibly can because he loves everything about the game of football. Unlike you and I, somebody (laughs) else who's unlike you and I, Matt Stafford. I got to give him props, man, because I was wrong. He stared down Tom Brady in those final seconds to get a W. And he honestly, for me, changed the narrative around Matt Stafford. Someone else who changed the narrative for me was a guy named Aaron Rodgers, who was sacked five times in a loss to the San Francisco 49ers at home to get sent home out of the big dance. So the San Francisco 49ers now go to the NFC Championship. Now, Rogers stated after the game, I don't want to be a part of a rebuild if I'm going to keep playing. So, Joe, my question for you is, who does Aaron Rodgers play for next season? Aaron Rodgers is going to be the MVP of the league this season. Devontae Adams is going to be a free agent. He's been his primary target for a while now. Aaron Rodgers clearly doesn't want to be part of rebuilding and rebooting for another quarterback, maybe Jordan Love, maybe somebody else. So there's clearly incentive for him to leave. However, there's no obvious situations for him to go to. And I think when it's all said and done, Aaron Rodgers understands his legacy and where he stacks up among the greatest of all time is going to come down to how many Super Bowls he can win. And when it's all said and done, he's going to look at the situation in Green Bay and the fact that he's made nice with Brian Gutekunst, and they're going to find a way to put this team mostly back together and give themselves another chance to win a Super Bowl next season. And I think Aaron Rodgers is going to realize his best chance to win that Super Bowl is still to stay in Green Bay. Yeah, maybe. Wherever he goes, Devontae Adams will probably follow. But to be honest, I don't know if I care where he goes. He's 11-10 and in the playoffs. For as good as he is, that is underachieving. The Packers have had 30 years of Hall of Fame quarterback play and have two Super Bowls to show for it. Sorry about that, Joe. I know you're from Wisconsin. Mm -hmm. But the reality is at some point, Aaron Rodgers has to stop pointing the finger. He wanted to play the bad guy this year. He wanted to be the villain. Well, here we are. You lost to a team you were supposed to beat. And that has been routine. That is the honestly the Aaron Rodgers that we've come to know and love for the better part of a decade. He has to look in the mirror and say, it's not the defense. It's not the receivers. It's not the play calling. It's not the O-line. Get over the hump. Give us your best in this moment, and there would be no issue. 
Yeah, after the game, I was making a lot of excuses for Aaron Rodgers because of the cold and because he really didn't play that bad. He just didn't play up to our expectations for an MVP quarterback. But then all of a sudden, Sunday came around and I saw the performances from Matt Stafford, from Patrick Mahomes, from Josh Allen. And I go, you know what? If you want to be the MVP of the league and be considered one of the greatest of all time, those are the performances that we need when the game's on the line and your team's in the playoffs in a do-or-die situation. And that's not what we saw from Aaron Rodgers. But let's move on now to your new favorite team, you bandwagon jumper. It's the Who Day Nation, the Cincinnati Bengals, where a week after winning their first playoff game in more than 30 years, the Cincinnati Bengals knocked off the number one seeded Tennessee Titans. And we'll move on to the franchise's first AFC Championship game in 33 years. One more win away from that Super Bowl. And now Joe Cool Burrow was able to overcome that third quarter interception that he threw and the beating that he took being sacked nine times. Hawk, the way this team just keeps ending postseason droughts, could they pull off the huge upset in Kansas City? I absolutely think they can pull the huge upset off in Kansas City because they have the firepower to contend with the Chiefs. We've already seen it this year. They came back from behind to win the AFC North Division at the end of the season. Now, when you think about Joe Burrow, the thing that makes him special is he is going to give you his best in the best moments. The number one trait for an elite quarterback. The problem that the Bengals will have is protecting him. Even in the Tennessee Titans game where he didn't flinch, even though they were literally beating him into the ground. It was all we were talking about on social media, but it didn't bother him. Well, I don't know if that formula will work against the Chiefs because we've seen the amount of points the Chiefs can put up in a very short amount of time that Tannehill just couldn't do with the Cincinnati Bengals. So the Bengals can win if they figure out how to protect the man in the arena for this game, which is Mr. Joe Burrow. Mm, oh, oh, I like that. A little bit of uh, Tom Brady hate. <laughs> You're going to get an angry text message when Tommy <laughs> hears this podcast. But no, it was funny. I know you won't understand this uh, analogy because you don't eat vegetables, but no. Joe Burrow's body looked like broccoli when you left it in the microwave a little bit too long. He was just mush after the beating. He got sacked nine times, and he was the first quarterback to be sacked five times in the first half of a playoff game since Buffalo's Rob Johnson in the 1999 wild card. But mm. that's what makes it even more amazing to me to watch Joe Burrow take the beatings time and time again and still stand in that pocket, still deliver the football where it needs to go and not point the fingers at any of those offensive linemen that were in front of him that were struggling to pass protect all day. And when you have a quarterback that's able to come in the huddle and not point fingers, that's what allows you to find that second gear when the game is on the line in the fourth quarter. That's exactly why Joe Burrow is one of the greatest leaders that this league has ever seen. You know what? A lot of things we disagree on, but we, we agree on that. All right, well, that does it for this mini-cast episode of the Tom and Hawk Football Show. Yeah, man, remember, our mini-casts are now available everywhere for the rest of the football season. So you can listen to both our Monday and Wednesday shows on Amazon Music or wherever you listen. All right, Joe, take us out. Don't forget to Joe Hawk yourself. <laughs>